Well, welcome. This is the very first Artist Block podcast episode. And this podcast is about artpreneurs, which are artists who are entrepreneurs and ways they are making money so they can inspire and encourage other people to do so as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and our first guest of the day is a world-renowned artist. She's my business partner. She is just the bomb.com. She does various things. She does. <laughs> <laughs> She's done murals. She does collage. She does painting. She travels and has all these art shows. So give it up for Sunny Gravely Fouché. Oh, thank you. Yay. Thank you. Oh, I you appreciate you having me on the show, Trish. Thank you. Yes, no problem. <laughs> um, so what well, I was going to talk about... Um, how we first met and why I'm intrigued and I wanted you on the show. Um, when, when did we first meet? Oh, we met at A&T when you were Darlene's teacher. But I know you don't remember that. Mm. And it's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a conversation. It was just like, she was like, this is my teacher. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and then years later, we met when we were beginning to form the artist block. When we went and asked you to come become a part of the artist block. Yeah. Yes. So I think you're cool. I think you're a cool person. You have a very unique, like, style and swag. And, you know, you do your thing. And you ain't afraid of nobody. Because you're very passionate. <laughs> That's inspired as well. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, talk to us about, you know, how did you first know that you were an artist? You know, I always tell this story because it's so intriguing and funny yeah. to me. Yeah. But um, when I was younger, I really loved the arts. When I was a little girl, I liked to dance. When I was in high school, I loved the theater. And when I went to college, one of the things that inspired me to kind of go into the visual arts was this show that was popular back then called A Different World. And on A Different World, there was a character called Whitley. And <laughs> she was from the South. And she had this job being um, an art seller or art buyer at an auctioneer house. And I thought that was such a cool job. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know people could do that. And um, it really kind of expanded my horizons. And so when I went to Howard, I initially went there and my major would have been African-American studies. But when I actually went to campus for pre-orientation, I noticed they had a program that was an art management program. And I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. That's what I wanna do. And um, I went there and I met the director, Floyd Coleman, and he basically kind of bought me in and he's one of the people that I really looked up to because he knew all of the students in the School of Fine Arts names and he wrote um, a lot of our art history books. So he was a historian as well as an artist. Um, but essentially, long story short, once I went to Howard and I started taking art classes, I thought I was a terrible artist. I hated it because I was in classes with all these talented people, but my instructors just would not give up on me. And they were like, you know, Sonny, you're not paying attention to like the details of these 
objects and the things that you're looking at, you know, really, really look at it, really look at the colors, really look at the details and draw that. And so just throughout time, I saw that my skills began to improve and um, I became an artist. I, I was hooked. That is so interesting. So you didn't draw as a kid? I did not. That is so interesting. Yeah. Mm -mm. Wow. That's like the rappers who like, you know, I always compare stuff to music because you know me. Anyway. Yes. It's like. Yes. <laughs> Specifically hip hop. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's like rappers who don't rap as kids, but then they become adults and they just decide they want to be rappers, but then they're really good at it. Yeah. That is so interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, So what was your official title for your major in undergrad? Officially, my major was experimental studio and my minor was secondary education. Okay. Which leads to when you went to grad school, yes, right? Because yes. you went for education in grad school, art education. Yes, I attended yeah. Pratt Institute and mm -hmm. got my master's of science degree in art and design education. Okay. Mm -hmm. So did you know that you wanted to be a teacher? Or what, how did you transition from wanting to auction off artwork to, to being art a teacher? teacher? Yeah. Um, I think like the business classes were really challenging for me because I've always had this fight with numbers. <laughs> I have this thing with it. It's, it's a thing. And so, um, I really started thinking about like things that I enjoy doing naturally. And I'm originally from Greensboro. And so as a teenager during the summertime, um, and even I think after my freshman year, Black Child Development Institute had this program where if you were over 16, you could do like tutorials with the younger kids and things like that. And so um, through doing that, I kind of felt like I was making a difference. You know, it was kind of like the problem kids would always be like my favorite children. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think after my freshman year, which I was on academic probation, partying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, okay, when I come back, I have to come back to something that I'm really, really passionate about and that I love to do. And so that's when I changed my major to art education. And from there, you know, taught in the schools in Brooklyn, taught a couple of years at Auntie, taught people with Down syndrome, taught people with Alzheimer's. And I just love teaching and helping people. You do love the kids. I do love the kids. <laughs> the kids and the elderly people, don't you listen. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. So how did you transition from being an art educator to being a practitioner of art? That's an interesting question. Um, when I lived in New York, my primary focus was really teaching and becoming a better teacher. But... I hung out with a lot of artists and one of the other teachers that taught with me in the public schools, her name is Sadakisha Collier. Bloop, bloop, Sadakisha. <laughs> um, Keisha really took me under her wing and she was, she is a painter. She does printmaking. Um, she's a really talented artist in Brooklyn and she is from New York. So she knew a lot of people there. Um, and she introduced me to Danny Simmons and to an array of artists, um, Chris Robinson, uh, Lori, Cotton, so many people, so many people. Um, and 
yeah, she kind of just kind got me into wanting to pursue art. And so I did have a small stint of where I would show at a gallery um, here and there for new artists or out of my home, I would have an art show and have a whole lot of people come over and have some drinks and food. And uh, that was actually the first time that I sold work. Sadakisha was one of my first buyers and one of my best friends that I went to uh, college with, um, Tamar Moffitt purchased a piece and um, that kind of started the idea of being an independent artist but I didn't really go into it deeply until maybe about I don't know five or six years ago when you had the first show was that in New York or was that here it was in New York at a place called the radius group nice <laughs> <laughs> um, it made me think about your your um Instagram handle because you know mm -hmm. I had to look it up and read it and you got OG in it I was like look at yes. her <laughs> OG artist I see you okay <laughs> okay um so at that moment did you know like hmm teaching is cool but I really like art and I really like making money from art it just kind of was like a hobby and on the side type of thing I think that it was really on the side because I really didn't think that I could make a substantial amount of money being an artist at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I really still had a lot of developing and growing to, to do, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but I really loved teaching and being a part of the community. And so in Brooklyn, uh, I worked in the public school system, but I also worked at community centers after work and taught art as well. And I love that, but gentrification started happening and so the rent was going up where I lived and my salary was staying the same so <laughs> so I had to transition and so I ended up coming back to North Carolina so I think like once I moved back and I started teaching and everything I still never really thought about pursuing my art full time. I, I kind of still did it here and there if asked, but I think probably after, you know, having my accident and dealing with um, not being able to get traditional work like I did before, I had to change my, my mindset and the way that I approached life and to think about what are things that I am talented and that I can make money and how do I make it work as opposed to where can I go and get a job so that I can make money. I had to think what can I do as an individual to make money that's outside of the traditional system. Yes. Hence you being an entrepreneur. Hello. <laughs> so that was an important component for you, what you just said in terms of you had to change your mindset. Um, how did you do that? Like, what was the process of you doing it? Because, like, controlling your mind is difficult. And I feel like controlling your mind is the first step towards whatever it is you want to do, whether it be an artist or entrepreneur or anything. So what was that process like? I had to really understand that, number one, my talents are valuable. And 
they deserve to, um, they warrant certain payments. And I had to put a price on um, the things that I really want in life. And I had to figure out what are different ways and means that I can make this money. Um, how can I make my money work for me? Mm -hmm. um, and how can I invest in myself in such a way that my investment will come back double fold when I need it to? Mm. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Nice. <laughs> Investing in yourself is also important. It is. Yeah. Um, all right, so I know you had your art show in New York, and that was like the first, first time you sold a piece and made a little money. What was the first thing that you did when you changed your mind, you decided, I'm going to be a professional artist now in terms of making money? Um... I really had to kind of build a team. And mm -hmm. so my team really consisted of my sister, um, my family, and people that I knew and that really my sister knew because my sister ended up becoming my art manager. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> initially it did start off with me, you know, um, I got the regional artist grant here in Greensboro and did a piece. And I also, um, I think I had started doing some things with some businesses, but my sister kind of took it to the next level. Um, it's such a high population of artists in Atlanta. And so she wanted to uh, introduce me to some people and expose me to some artists in Atlanta. And uh, with doing that, we met a gentleman who was an art manager and he had this um, showing, a private show for me at my sister's house to kind of show me what type of manager he would be. We had already kind of set up what our percentages would be with one another if anything was sold. And it was very interesting because um, no one came that he invited, <laughs> yet we had about 30 or 40 people and that was based off of my sister knowing people and bringing people in um Tirsa Tirsa Gravely and so um I sold a lot of work that night I sold about like 15 pieces and I had to split that money with the gentleman that did not bring anything in now he did tell people about you know the importance of purchasing artwork and blah 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 you know he, he did take the money while I was selling them pieces, you know, talking to folks, yeah, you know, doing all of that. Um, but, yeah, after that, I noticed, I said, well, why am I wasting money with someone who is clearly not showing me? Because I'm an actions person. I don't go off of what people tell me. Your actions are showing me that you're not capable of my expectations of what I would want in an art manager. But I have this person that's my family member, thank God, in my life that was like, you know what, let's do this. And so since the two of us have been working together, I've been able to, you know, show all over the country. Um, I've showed in Los Angeles, although that particular gallery got in contact with me through Facebook. Um, I've, I've showed at Martha's Vineyard and um, 
quite a diff a lot of different places. I love traveling and I love art. So I want to combine that passion too. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I wanna come back to the um the traveling component because you know that's your thing yes and i'm inspired because i want to travel the world as well well <laughs> uh, anywho um because i think it with that situation that happened in Atlanta, it was a lot of like important lessons that happened um so for one i want to talk about your sister was your original art manager but then she brought this guy in to kind of help with her or she was like i'm going to relinquish my role to him how was what was that she was not my art manager. Oh, she wasn't your art manager. No, she just wanted me to, you know, get closer to knowing people who were doing things on the art scene. Oh. So this gentleman, she purchased some artwork from him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, at a festival or something like that. And so she's like, oh, my sister's an artist and da-da-da-da-da. Look at her artwork. Maybe mm -hmm. you can help her mm -hmm. um, sell her work. So it was really just... Um, very somewhat coincidental mm -hmm. that she met this gentleman and he looked at some of my work and said that he was interested in representing me and I went to Atlanta and met with him and he had a gallery before and he was you know seemed like a very connected um art manager he had a long list of collectors that you know, purchase work from him. So I was really, really excited about the opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, I think he may have seen one or two people that he knew there, but I don't think that they came there because of him. Mm -hmm. And uh, to actually see no one coming that he invited mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, to just see that result was like, okay, you know. Yeah. We we gotta we gotta do better because the profit for this is not for the work now. This yeah. is crazy. The percentage ain't right. So but yeah. your sister became your manager after that. Yes. Okay. Um, and with that guy, I guess um, you learned that you can't depend on other people, or whether because you can depend on your sister, but you can't depend on people. I guess who don't completely see or support the vision, you know. And I guess he didn't. You know, and I think a lot of people um, have beautiful words, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say that they are the moon and the stars, and that they can move mountains. Very few actually do those things, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's difficult finding those few. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, as an employer. <laughs> yes that's yes. another that's another show Hello. <laughs> um but since your sister transitioned to your art manager do you think it's important to have an art manager i think it is i mean why why do you think why do you say that well i think that it's important let me say this i think it's very important for artists to understand the business side of art and to be able to market themselves, talk to um, talk to others, talk to collectors, and be able to network and do the things that you need to do. On that same side, what an art manager does is allow the artist to create. All you need to, to do is to create. And then the art manager should be able to take care of everything else. 
they should be booking you know the venues for you making sure that you're having shows making sure that you're having speaking engagements or whatever you're interested in doing in order to make yourself um relevant and known on the art scene which is a variety of ways to do that and a really good art manager will go over all of those strategies of marketing yourself getting yourself out there and meeting the people that you need to meet that will a put money in your pocket b get you to the place that you need to be and c connect you in such a way that in this small world you're able to um maneuver and make things happen so to me an art manager is important because they can take care of all of that and you just paint mm -hmm. you paint and let your art manager make you money what would you suggest for people to look for in seeking an art manager I think it's difficult to find art managers because of the way that things are set up, like the hustle that's involved in it. But I think that if you are looking at an art management team um, or someone who tells you that they'd like to be an art manager, I feel like with anything, you need to have like a trial basis of, okay, um, let's say, you know, they initially come to you and say they want to do 60, 40%, something like that. You know, I would suggest saying, okay, maybe for the first couple of months, we do an 80, 20 thing, you know, 80% <laughs> me, 20% you. Um, just to see whether or not we fit together because it makes no sense someone managing you and you don't make money. Like if someone's managing you and you're not getting any exposure and you're not making money, then they're not really managing you. They're like your friend. They're your friend mm -hmm. that wants to hang out with you. <laughs> and you know, that's cool. Go to dinner together, hang out. But if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense. So for me, it's like, I need for you to show me that you can make me money in order for us to have uh, a contractual relationship um, that's stating you getting a certain amount of money and I'm getting a certain amount of money. You know, because as an artist, you could meet people and someone see your work and you're like, oh, yeah, and you set up a show. And your art manager may want a part of that money even though you set it up, you know what I'm saying? It just depends on what the contract states and what you guys talk about. But all of those things are things that need to be thought about and discussed when you are um, having another person represent you. I love that. That was great. <laughs> great Thank information. Um, so when your sister became your art manager, did you tell her, like, I want to start traveling the world and selling my art? and she began to arrange it for you or is that something i know you said that one person reached out to you was that something that you initiated and you just brought her along like how did that process begin um really what i've always enjoyed traveling and mm -hmm. so since i was 18 i've i've had a passport and i've gone to different countries once i decided that i really really was serious about um, making money with my art, 
I decided, I promised myself that I wasn't going to do any more traveling unless I made money whenever I traveled. Mm -hmm. So that wherever I went, I wanted to have something set up in that city to where I'm doing a pop-up show, I'm being featured at a gallery. Um, and I think when I went to Seattle, I did end up talking to people. So that was like a business connecting with people to have a show there. But for the most part, I did a lot of the footwork before I left. So um, sending out the imagery, finding um, in Martha's Vineyard, I really wanted to go there. But I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to Martha's Vineyard unless I make money when I go. I don't mm -hmm. want to travel and spend money anymore unless I'm making money. So I'm like, okay, um, let me call a few galleries. I called some galleries. A lot of them said no. One of them said yes. And uh, that was all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed at that gallery for about two or three years every summer. Um, and then my show in Los Angeles, uh, you know, the gallery owner actually reached out to me through social media and wanted me to be a part of a show. But yeah, I've traveled a lot of different places and my thinking was always, let me make money whenever I go there. So I feel comfortable. I'm spending money, but I'm making it, so. Yes, yes. I love that you put in the hustle. Oh, and yeah. you just called a bunch of different galleries. Like, oh, yeah. I think a lot of times, particularly in this day and age, um, people just sit still and think that people just supposed to give you things. Like, you don't have to work for it. Like, no, that's not reality, you know. And I think society has, you know, created people in that way. But again, we digress. <laughs> we digress. You got to put that hustle in, though. Yes, you want to get it, you got to put the hustle in. You do. Yeah. You do. Um, did you have any people who inspired you? to do this any artists that came before you or entrepreneurs who came before you definitely uh, of course my mother Etta Gravely is a mentor um, very smart intelligent spunky woman never sat at home always going to conferences and you know doing her thing you know you think of when a woman has a lot of children that they have to fall back but she always pressed forward. Um, but one of my professors at Howard University, um, Professor Winnie Owens Hart, she was um, a ceramic professor there, but she was just really, really dynamic. Um, and she learned her particular style of um, sculpture, I believe when she spent summers in Nigeria and she was just she was like a vegetarian and you know she would feed us during lunchtime uh, whenever we would have these sessions and she'd have everybody at her house and um she really inspired me to want to travel and do art as well and even just to study under other people recently i went to atlanta and studied um, with charlie palmer who is a really world-renowned um artist as well he was just featured his artwork was featured on time magazine and uh several celebrities have purchased his work and uh while i was there i was able to 
meet other, you know, phenomenal artists. They all just just coming through and, you know, collectors coming through and just like to be around that energy, you know, and to um, continue to learn from greatness. You know, as I told Charlie, I was like, I'm never too good to uh, not feel like I can learn something more, you know. Um, so, you know, I try to always be open to learning more and experiencing more. Totally agree. Yeah. You have to be a scholar of your craft. You do. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Um, speaking of that, so what is your, like, training regimen in terms of continuing to be a scholar of your craft and continuing to, like, grow and improve? Um, I love to go to shows. Wherever I go, I'm going to go to the galleries, to the art exhibits, to the museums, see what people are doing. Um, I definitely try to sketch or paint, if not daily. I mean, sometimes I do go through periods of just life getting me really busy and caught up. And so I don't create as much as I like to create. But when I do, it's like working from the morning time until two and three o'clock the next morning and having to really stop myself like hold up the moon has came up and the sun is <laughs> come. what is you what are you doing you know what i'm saying so um yeah i i think that just really staying focused on creating and i'm talking to myself at this point like stay focused staying focused <laughs> on painting and creating and really, really um, evolving as an artist and getting yourself out there and just producing quality stuff that says something. It, it, it needs to have meaning, even if it's abstract. It should mean something. It should evoke a feeling. It should make someone feel different because they've viewed your piece. So those are the things that I try to stay focused on. I love that. Thank you. I do. I do. That's important. It is. I hate, like, I hate, I strongly dislike things that have no purpose and no meaning. Like, it, it, it does nothing for me. But I like to learn and grow and evolve. Yeah. And everyone does it. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, tell me about a time, because, you know, in life, you know, everything in life is a lesson and a blessing. That's how I look at, you know, the L's, the loss and stuff like that. So tell me about a time that you... It was a failure, but you learned a very prominent lesson when it comes to art and entrepreneurship, aside from the situation in Atlanta, because I think that was a very prominent lesson with the original art manager guy. Right. I'm not going to say his name no more. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me about another time. Um, I think that, you know, I have been doing these private art shows uh, and each time that I do a show um, a lot of people would come out and I'd make pretty good amount of money and I leave feeling like pretty confident and comfortable and each time it was either someone my sister knew or occasionally someone that I knew that hosted the event, you know, bought people in and the people were collectors and actually purchased things. Um, 
for the amount of money that people spend for original artwork, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I did have this private show uh, with a friend that I didn't make any money. And I was frustrated with my friend at first because I felt like, you know, you bought me here. You know how I am. I'm only traveling to make money right now. And you're not putting money in my pocket. I, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling a certain type of way. I think I left the party early. I was soaking. I was like, oh, hell no. Um, but, you know, I just had to um, kind of do some recalculating, thinking about what people were actually wanting um, and asking for. And, I mean, really, as an artist, and this is what other artists have told me too, who are successful artists, you know, to just figure out specifically what you're passionate about and paint that, you know, and everything else will come into place. Like painting for the audience is never a good thing. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to see jazz. Now you're painting jazz stuff. Oh, I want to see Black Lives Matter. And now you're painting Black Lives Matter thing. It's like, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, what's your voice? What do you want to say? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that that has been one of the brighter spots that have came out of maybe doing some of these shows and being all over the place mm -hmm. and being like, okay, who are you? What's your voice? I mean, a lot of my work has focused on Black Lives Matter and police brutality and um, social inequities. Hmm. I like to paint about that. But at the same time, sometimes I get tired of painting about that. Sometimes I want to paint something happy. Sometimes I want to paint flowers, you know? <laughs> I don't know. But the point is, you know, at one... at one point I was painting for the audience and painting what everybody else wanted and not staying focused on what who Sonny was and what Sonny was all about. And mm -hmm. so I feel like that's been um, something out of failures, out of, you know, um, having others say, Sonny, who are you? I love your artwork, but who are you? Like, if I'm talking to a collector and I'm saying... Sunny is an artist, and she is this type of artist. She focuses on this. What would that be, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so since then, I have been kind of more focused on this series of pieces that are dealing with masks and um, just kind of hiding, um, like, your true feelings. I feel like with this whole police brutality and so many things going on initially before all of this, before the coronavirus and social justice and all of that, a lot of people were saying, well, you wouldn't die if you wouldn't die if you acted like this or you behave like this or um, you didn't say anything or you smiled like this. And I thought about the fact that people have to hide so much of who they really are just to kind of, move and survive and so recently a lot of my work has been um revolved around this whole masked identity thing so i have a lot of paintings that deal with people with masks um and yeah mask like here 
like mask, nose, like, mouth. Oh, mask your entire face. Your whole entire face. Gotcha. Because mm-hmm. I do remember one piece with masks. It was like four people. Isn't that a piece that you have? Yeah. They had, they had masks on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the first one. Okay. Since then, I've done several others, and I just sold one a week ago. Nice. Yes. Um, speaking of that, before we segue into our next component, how do you price your artwork to sell it? I really, um, I kind of think about how much my time is worth hourly, mm. and then I calculate those hours. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like a minimum, like, I'm not going below this? My smallest piece um, may, was like maybe four by six um, inches. And that I would sell for two fifty. So like mm-hmm. my smaller pieces are something low, like the two fifties, and then I kind of go up from there. Mm-hmm. So my largest piece that I've sold um, was three thousand dollars. So from that to three thousand. Let me hold some. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're funny. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is all really good stuff. Um, the next segment I want us to go into, I'm calling it Blueprint. You know, this is new, and you know I love JC. Of course. Anyway. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're giving people Blueprint, the Blueprint, the game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yep. You mm-hmm. know, another line that hit me today, this on the subject, on the subject, it was a Kanye line. Um, won't say you know dream, but the inspiration is free. Hello. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anywho, I wanted you to tell people um, five steps to get started in this game to become an entrepreneur. You know, artists that really can make a career and make money. Because I just, I get so bothered by people who say artists don't make money or can't make money. Right. You can really make money doing anything in the world, but artists need to be encouraged to know that you can make money and you are an example of that. So, what would be your five steps to tell people how to get started in this game? Um, well, the first thing I would say is to really practice your craft and get to a place with whatever your craft is to where you feel confident enough to um, present it to the world. Everything starts with confidence um, and believing in yourself. If you don't have the confidence and the belief that you can make things happen it just it doesn't matter how talented you are it just won't happen you you just don't have the belief in yourself so number one um you got to believe i'll say that number one you got to believe number two practice your craft and become the best in your field and when i say the best in your field not necessarily comparing yourself to everybody else, but be the best version of you in that field. So I may not be the best painter in some people's minds, but my work stands out to be my work. When someone sees my work, they know it's my work. Mm -hmm. And as my work evolves, you can see me becoming the best version of myself as an artist at that time you can see the evolution but it takes practice and it takes you know um doing it over and over again number three getting a mentor 
not being afraid to talk to people and let people know that you want to learn, that you need help, um, and getting out there, going to art events, um, going to exhibits, going to artist talks and meeting the artists, meeting the people that are around the artists. A lot of times when we have these huge um, festivals or uh, art shows, there's always someone organizing those things. So talking to the people who organize things and coordinate things um, and letting them know what you do and following up. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they'll actually, you know, to send an email with the information. That's why I had to do a Martha's Vineyard. I'm calling everybody, but I had to follow up with sending emails and making sure that they got the email, you know, and contacting them again to find out, well, what day can I come down and what do I need to do? And going through all those steps, you know, you have to show people that you care, that you're interested, that you, um, that you want to be there. Um, What's that? Three? Okay. How's four? Four? That's four. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I'd say number five, just to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Number five is to arrive, like to be there, like to, um, you mean like being present? Being present. Moment? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is being present. Mm -hmm. When I say be present, if someone tells you I'm going to meet you at 11 o'clock, be there at 1045 waiting. Be present. Mm -hmm. Every time that something happens, be the person that's there at one time and the person that's the most professional person in the room. Um, and, yeah. Nice. All right, we said believe in yourself was number one. Yes. Um, practice your, practice craft your craft was number two. Yes. I forgot number three. What was number three? I know mentorship. You talked about mentorship. Yes, we did. I feel like that was four. I know. I'm all <laughs> over the place. I'm sorry. It's all right. And the last one was be present. We're going to go back and listen yes, to it okay. and figure it out. Okay, thank you. But it was you. all really good information, thank though. You. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. If. Okay, you're telling people all these things. So tonight, right now, they hear this. What do they need to go do? Like the prereq to the course that you just gave them. I don't want to just give, like, a terrible plug, but Tab Art Center Nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Dad. We'll be doing visual art development classes, workshops, as well as the business of art classes. So we will be teaching artists how to be a business, how to have your EIN number, um, how to pay taxes so that you can um, be eligible and qualified for money and funding, um, learning how to create a portfolio to go to the galleries, what people are looking for, how to write an artist statement, a biography, um, a lot of the things that people look for in the art world that is key for success. And once you become successful, you have to know what's happening with your money. Mm -hmm. And so a part of that is 
being serious about being a business. I mean, for a long time as an artist, I mean, I was getting paid, but I didn't have an EIN number. You know, I've just recently gotten an EIN number and um, I have a friend in Nashville that wanted to have me be an art contractor in Nashville to be able to purchase some of my work but I needed to have an EIN number, you know? And so um, those types of things you don't think about as an artist, but as you grow and as um, more people find out about you and as you see all of these different avenues that you can make money, because there's so many different ways to make money as an artist. Um, yeah, you just have to kind of know the business of it, so. yes. You know, the people like the real. Oh, my God. People like the real. Jesus. Anyway, I forgot to say in the beginning that, yes, you are the executive director and founder, co-founder of Tab Arts and Nonprofit, as well as I. I am a co-founder as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nonprofit component of the artist block. I forgot to say that earlier. So they need to visit the website, which is www.tab, which is T-A-B for you people, Tab Arts Center. Dot dot com dot org my bad yes. to have artcenter.org yes. to sign up for the classes yes tonight yes okay yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh, okay i mean that's really this is the ending i i feel like this was good i, I learned like so much from this thank you yes uh, i want to go back and listen to it myself and, and take notes which i think is important because people don't even take notes no more. They don't even bring, yeah. we ain't going to go there. How they don't bring pens to class. I'm a teacher. <laughs> we ain't going there. <laughs> um, okay, what, what, since we're on the, the last part of it, what's your personal art tip that you could share with the people that you have for yourself? One of the things that the gentleman that was the uh, art manager in Atlanta said to me, he said, do you want to be a fine artist or do you want to be a commercial artist? And I said, well, you know, what's the difference? And so he said, well, you know, um, say for instance, they both make $100,000 a year, okay? But the fine artist um, may make $100,000 from selling, I don't know, four pieces. Okay, and four pieces, $25,000 a piece. Where the commercial artist makes $100,000, but he goes to a lot of festivals and he has um, earrings, T-shirts, um, prints, and all different types of things for affordable price. You're still doing it, but the hustle's different, you know? And for me, I said, I want to be a fine artist. That's what I would like, <laughs> sir. Thank you. Um, and so that's been my journey as a fine artist to um, really, really focus on the craft and not necessarily the reproduction right now, but the craft, how to make myself better um, and continuing to build and grow to be even more of a powerhouse as an artist than I am already. So that's my chip. <laughs> Believe in yourself. That's the first one. <laughs> I love it. That was a great tip. That only a person with experience would know. Thank hey, you. Yes. Um, well, I have a gift for you. Don't get all, you know, 
I was trying to I get gifts. do one thing. It didn't quite work out as well as I would like for it to work. But we got a substitute gift, and I'm gonna get you the real one later. Anyway, I really appreciate you. For real, I told you that before. Um, I really appreciate you coming up here and being the first guest. It means a lot. I'm very, very grateful for it. And you know, now you can kind of have a one little like card that you can pull. Like, remember, I came on the show. You got to do this type of card. You know what I'm saying? You can have that. How am I going to use it? <laughs> I'm so excited. Huh. So anyway, I just got you an Artist by T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I only have like four. This Thank is a newer you. one. Okay, it is a newer one. Yes. I love it. Okay. It's dope. But I'm getting T-shirts with this on it. And it's going to say like certified artpreneur because you're certified. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. one like that. I'm going to get these it. Colors. Is yeah. It gonna it's going to be this color. It's going to be just like this, but with like a certified. a T-shirt with the blue. Yep. Yeah, with a certified um it's not a certificate like the rib the circle like, like a, a stamp. Seal, yes. Like a seal. Mm. Has a certified steal cuz you're certified now cuz you came on the show. I love it. Oh, maybe on the side is the certified like right No, here it's right here. It's no. not on the side. And it has to be over there. I feel like it looked better on the arm. Okay, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, whatever. thank you for having me <laughs> on the show. Yes. I love you as a business partner and a sister and yeah. friend. Yes. And I really appreciate the opportunity for being the first person on the show. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're a big part of the movement. And <laughs> I'm excited to, yeah, to be here. So.